Here at the Master Nodes, we are not making any claims as to income you may earn. Before entering any agreement, please use caution and seek the advice of a professional advisor, such as attorney or financial advisor. Please ensure your own research is done before investing any money into the market. What is going on, guys? My name is Ryan Prendes. This is my business partner, Nestor Sanchez. What's cracking? And we are the Master Nodes. Thank you all for tapping in with us into this news video of the week remember to follow and subscribe to our personal social media accounts to stay up to date with us mine is at rye the crypto guy my boys nesters is at masternode one and make sure to stay till the end to hear about some digital resources or additional resources we can provide y'all to get you guys a little bit more zoned into cryptocurrency but i'm gonna let my boy nester kick it off with the news of the week yes news all right um this is very vital this is a part of doing your own research this is why we bring it to you guys so you guys can know what's going on in today's crypto space. So today I'm going to talk about Brazil. They are turning to stable coins such as Tether, USDC, and other stable coins because of high inflation in the Brazilian real. So locals tripled the trading volume of stable coins in 2021, which is pretty crazy. Um, but the reason they did that was because of record inflation. So their own local currency, the Brazilian real, has actually devalued over um, um, these last few years a lot, especially. In the last year, 2021, the inflation rate was over 10%. So that's pretty crazy. If you had $1,000, 100 of your dollars is now gone due to inflation. So um well, not gone, but your buying power is 10% less. So this is the highest it's ever been since 2015. And this year, they plan for it to be 5.35%, which is still very, very high, considering the U.S. inflation rate is around 3%. So according to the, the Receita Federal, the Brazilian tax authority, between January and November 2021, locals traded around $11.4 billion in stablecoins pretty crazy and it actually told almost tripled the total traded in 2020 so they're definitely losing a lot more um, cryptocurrency in brazil the stablecoin boom in brazil goes back to at least 2020 when cryptocurrency exchanges began to notice that brazilian stablecoin traders have actually gone up 4x so they've um, grown a huge a substantial amount um, by acquiring stable coins some brazilians also wanted to hedge against the steady depreciation of, of the real against the u.s dollar so like i was saying the u.s dollar inflates around three percent this one in place inflates around five percent so it'd be better to actually hold your money in the u.s dollar um, they actually talked to some of the locals who use um, these stable coins to kind of get a perspective on what um, they're thinking, how it works, and um, why they kind of do it. Um, one of them said that stable coins are worthwhile as diversification, so you're not exposed only to the real. With the conventional US dollar, you have no yield and you have no taxes. So this is from Murillo, a 34-year-old Brazilian programmer. Also, this is from um, someone else named Maria. She's a 65-year-old retired woman. Uh, she buys, she says, I buy through my smartphone and I don't have to worry so much about registering it in an exchange or in exchanges companies. It's much easier. Um, this is from Adilson, a 45-year-old entrepreneur. He mentioned that the U.S. dollar provides liquidity. 
Um, but the process to acquire the currency is actually slow and bureaucratic. But with a stable coin, now I manage to move my money with less bureaucracy and it's much and much more agility. So because it's over the internet, because you can send it and buy it, and it's not technically the US dollar, because it would it would take a lot more um, in terms of like trading fees, like foreign exchange fees in order to get the real to the US dollar. But what they did was just they used the real to buy a stable coin. And now they have the US dollar and a little bit more pros because it's more liquid. Um, you can send it to anyone receive and basically sell it for real if you wanted to as well. So um, one another reason that they do it was for tax purposes. When acquiring foreign currencies, Brazilians are forced to pay a tax on financial operations. That ranges between 1.1% and 6.38%. So these transactions will be taking a little bit every single time, but this tax does not actually apply to stablecoins. So that's why Brazilians are kind of using stablecoins as a route to get to the US dollar, which kind of helps them in terms of savings, in terms of making more money, and just saving themselves from that constant inflation. So what do you think about today's news, Ryan? Uh, I have a couple thoughts in mind. So the first thing that comes to mind is it's astonishing to see smaller countries, or not even smaller countries, because Brazil is a huge country. But um, what, what I find astonishing is to see other countries, just in general, utilizing the U.S. dollar just because their currency is actually worth, like, far way worse, worse. Oh, yeah, yeah way worse <laughs> than what the u.s dollar was i mean we complain about three percent a year but last year i believe you said 10 percent was brazilians 10%, downfall yeah. yeah with their currency so it's just like to, to see other countries utilize the u.s dollar just to kind of save themselves from inflation is insane because we are actually using Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies to save ourselves <laughs> from our inflate, our own inflation. So it's exactly. just, it's, it's crazy to see. And, um, you know, like you were saying how, you know, there's a tax on financial operations when it comes to, you know, acquiring foreign currency, I believe, but, and it doesn't apply to stable coins, but what I believe is that we're going to see, and a lot of countries actually do have this law where, a lot of their tax laws don't really apply to cryptocurrency or stable coins or whatever it may be. Um, and I believe that's where the whole regulation is going to come in. World economies are going to come together and they're going to say, okay, this is a big issue. We should set an entire tax on this because governments want their money at the end of the day. But so. I think, I think it's not necessarily a tax um, for the government. It's because of the financial inf um, operations. So the, the people in between, so I think like Western union, would be like the, you have to you get a tax every time you use Western Union mm. to send U.S. dollars to Mexico for pesos, right? Mm -hmm. So that's where you get taxed. But cryptocurrency takes that middleman out, so now they don't have to pay that. So but that's I what I'm saying, though. If 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 exchanges abide, because there's uh, the next article I'm gonna talk about is the Bank of Russia mm -hmm. and how they're gonna be working with uh, exchanges in other countries to kind of get uh, transactional data from their Russian citizens. So if, it, if exchanges are willing to work with whole ass countries and whole governments and whole like economies, then I think that we're going to have these events where it's going to be like, okay, well, 
because we know where this money is coming from and who it's coming from, because everything's recorded within the exchange and they have to abide by certain um, regulations. Yeah. Like regulations and all that yes, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Because, because of all this, we're going to be able to have the advantage to be able to say, okay, be, you know, this person sent or this person bought this much in crypto, we're going to go ahead and tax them, you know, in X amount. Mm-hmm. It's not something that necessarily everyone wants to do, but what I think that, and, and ways that exchanges could kind of go around it is by putting it in the fees already. So they're already paying taxes, avoiding us having to actually inform our governments, the taxes are already being paid for you get you get what I mean? Yeah, but I don't I don't know if that will I think that's a lot of work for exchanges because oh, yeah, they have to like true. basically keep track of every single person and how much tax they owe and it's all different for people because mm-hmm. it's based on how much money you make. So that's true. Yeah, it would be like kind of tough in, in that scenario. I think that's why the government's just like, okay, let them do it themselves. <laughs> yeah. And you know, if they mess up, then they don't get a tax then they, refund. They owe us more money. <laughs> yeah. Or they owe us mo- more money or they don't get a tax refund. And yeah. if they mess up and we give them too much money, now we can freeze all their bank accounts. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's really interesting to see how this is all playing out with countries. Yeah. Um, because each country, I feel like, you know, is to each his own. Uh, you know, we have countries like, you know, uh, or countries in, or, or I'm sorry, we have countries like El Salvador, you know, El Salvador, they fully uh, accepted cryptocurrency, they made Bitcoin a native currency, they're really pushing to, you know, advance their cryptocurrency efforts. But then we have countries like the United States that want to impose regulations, that want to Russia impose and China. Or Russia and China, they they don't even they're, they don't they're calling for off. a full ban on cryptocurrency. Yeah, so it's just like it's really interesting to see how these power countries are playing out because you see the countries that are really getting affected by inflation are cling like clinging on to dear life onto Bitcoin or onto any other cryptocurrency because it's really keep, keeping them afloat as opposed to countries that are kind of kind of better off you know i put it in quotes because no one really is better off in this fucked up world (laughs) uh but that are kind of bettered off um opposing it so you know Mm -hmm. we'll kind of see where it goes yeah so on to the next article so the next article i wanted to bring up is uh written by coindesk they recently reported that the bank of russia calls for a full ban on cryptocurrency Russia must ban cryptocurrency, the country's central bank said in a report released Thursday. A report titled Cryptocurrencies, Trends, Risks, and Measures was presented during an online press conference with the director of the Bank of Russia's Financial Stability Department. The report says cryptocurrencies are volatile and widely used in illegal activities such as fraud. By offering an outlet for people to take their money out of the national economy, they risk undermining it and making the regulator's job of maintaining optimal monetary policy harder. The bank, therefore, said Russia needs new laws and regulations effectively banning crypto-related activities. However, the bank is not suggesting banning ownership of crypto by private citizens. In regards to mining, the bank states that mining creates a fresh supply of cryptocurrencies, which in turn stimulates the demand for other cryptocurrencies or cryptocurrency services such as exchanges and creates a non-productive energy expenditure 
which undermines the energy supply of residential buildings, social infrastructure, and industrial objects, as well as the environmental agendas of the Russian Federation. The central bank plans to monitor cryptocurrency transactions by its Russian residents and coordinate with the countries where cryptocurrency exchanges are registered to get information on transactions by Russian users. The regulator said it believes that in the future, enhancing the current banking infrastructure, as well as introducing a digital ruble or a, digi a central bank digital currency or CBDC that's currently in the works by the Bank of Russia will satisfy Russian citizens' need for fast and cheap digital payment options thus effectively giving them the advantage of cryptocurrency without actually utilizing cryptocurrency. So what, what do you think about all this, Nestor? So I think they're trying to compete with um, cryptocurrency, and that's why they're banning it as of now. I think this is the exact same playbook that China did. They, they banned it. Now they're working on their own little central centralized Chinese dollar or whatever, yuan. And um, Russia is, I guess, copying China, doing the same thing. And they're saying because it's energy, like it's due to the energy um, consumption. Um, they are trying to compete with that using the ruby, rub ruble. And um, this is not the same, right? So Bitcoin is valuable because you can send it anywhere to anyone at any time. You can't shut it down. You can't necessarily trace it um also uh it's fast it's cheap digital um and it also appreciates in value now i don't really know much about russia's monetary policy but for the most part most currencies inflate because of constant money printing so this is not gonna aid that at all unless they have some type of coin cap which they can implement totally but it's also not necessarily decentralized either because I don't think they're going to just give access to people so that they can mine these cryptocurrencies or this, you know, CBDC. And they're not going to be able to just mine it. They're not going to be able to control it. And it's ownership to an extent, I feel. It's probably going to be, um, like, I think the U.S. might do this as well. Like, when we get stimulus checks, right? Um, we get these stimulus checks. They're in U.S. dollars. We get to use them kind of however we want. But um, if they make a centralized... Um, kind of digital currency, then they can kind of set rules as to where you can spend your money, how you can spend your money, maybe your money expires after a certain amount of time, and they're going to be able to kind of track it all. So I, it's not the same as Bitcoin. It can have similar properties, but I feel that Russia is just trying to trying to get a, pull a fast one, you know, they're gonna be like, here's your cryptocurrency, you know, you did great. You guys, you guys earned it, right? Here's your cryptocurrency. Um, but it's not going to be the same. And I think people are just going to notice that and they're going to be able to use a VPN to just buy that Bitcoin later on and kind of, um, you know, override whatever Russia's ban is. So it's going to be interesting. Hopefully um, they reconsider, but I, I don't know <laughs> what they yeah. plan on doing. First things first, I definitely agree with you with them trying to pull a fast one because we're seeing that you know, China did the first thing they banned it. And then they said, okay, we're going to come out with the digital, I think it's Yuan, right? Yeah. Digital Yuan. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to come out with digital Yuan. Now Russia is saying, okay, we're considering their banks or not Russia, but their banks are saying, you know, we're considering banning it. Uh, we got to put pressure on our government to ban it uh, because we're going to be releasing, you know, the uh, digital ruble. And so I feel that 
yeah, you're you're correct with them pulling a fast one. But I'm not too sure about the United States doing the same thing as well. Because if you think about it, if the, if there's a lot of money to be made in mining and the exchange rate actually between crypto, uh, cryptocurrency and fiat. There's a lot of money to be made in that market, especially in the mining market. And I feel that with the United States coming up to being like the top mining, especially for Bitcoin currently, mm-hmm. um, mining ha- or having the, the top mining hash rate in the world, I think that we're going to see a lot of monetary policy kind of be in favor of cryptocurrency and the reason why i say that is because governments like want their money type thing, yeah right? yeah yeah coexisting type of thing because governments want their money in the in, at the end of the day and there's a lot of people currently in congress that are fighting right now for the acceptance of cryptocurrency so it's not something that people are opposing in congress necessarily but it's something that congress as a whole is not too sure what to do which is why they're having special committees which is why they're having the sec investigate into you know certain uh criminal activities because they want to make sure everything's padded down but um where i'm going with this is i kind of feel that the united states isn't going to be as harsh on cryptocurrency as these two countries are because they're seeing that they're lacking and they're seeing that there's room for the united states to kind of grow the hope is that the united states is going to take that and kind of run with it they're going to be like okay well these countries aren't doing much with cryptocurrency but there's a lot of money to be made tax wise especially against miners i'm going to go ahead and i'm going to allow cryptocurrency to expand in my country so that way you know we kind of reap all the benefits Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's kind of the hope. That's not necessarily what is going to happen, but that's kind of the hope is what's going to happen. Whether the United States wants to go ahead and do that or not, I mean, the United States is full of greedy, corruptible people. <laughs> so we'll kind of see what happens there. But, um, you know, it, you know, time will tell. Uh, time, yeah. something that we always say is time will tell because we're not really too sure. No one is sure where this market's going to go. No one is sure what the next move um someone's gonna make the united states tomorrow could say you know okay we're banning cryptocurrency no one could use it no one could sell it no one could buy it uh no one could mine it nothing it's all gone out of our country you know it's it just it's up it's up in the air at this point mm-hmm. um but we always hope you know and so mm-hmm. well, with that being in mind we're actually going to move on to cryptocurrency's top five weekly highs Nestor, my boy take it away we're going to be talking about weekly highs so for the top five we got Bitcoin at $41,600. ETH hit around $3,100. Uh, BNB, Binance hit around $452. We have ADA with around $132. Solana hitting $134. Um, full disclosure, we took out uh, Tether because we would just be talking about market cap at that point because we know Tether is a stable coin, stays the same. Um, we don't necessarily want to talk about that, but ADA actually overtook Solana in terms of um, they are now in the top five. Solana is now, I think, number six. So um, that's pretty interesting that, oh, number seven. It's pretty interesting that um, we're seeing it kind of take over. Um, and these are kind of things that all kind of do similar, similar things, talking about smart contracts, making dApps and NFT marketplaces and all this stuff. And they kind of do the same thing. So um, hedging yourself um, with these with against ETH would be good as well, um, kind of using that. But um, we've seen a lot of red 
these last few months, it's been kind of painful. Um, seen a lot of bad news, but at the end of the day, I'm always still bullish on crypto. I I'm continuing to accumulate more, and um, I'm not a financial advisor, but I kind of recommend you do the same thing because the whole point of investing is buy low, sell high. So if there were any time to buy, maybe now would be a great time. Definitely. So I would just keep that in mind. And that kind of wraps up today's podcast. So remember to follow and subscribe to our social media accounts on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter, all at the master nodes. Our visual podcast experience can be found on YouTube and our audio podcast experience can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and all your other favorite podcast sources. And remember to visit our website, www.themasternodes.com and subscribe to our email list to receive the latest and greatest cryptocurrency information. And for all you discord people out there, please tap in with us. We recently launched our Discord and have it full of hungry cryptocurrency investors that are willing to help you at any time. Uh, we have people on there that are in the finance department, that people on there that are in the NFT department, people on there that are in the cryptocurrency department. So make sure y'all tap in with us because we really want to get y'all tapped in to our resources. They're definitely 100% free. You don't have to pay anything. Just send us a DM on Instagram or send us an email, send us a Twitter, do anything you have to do. Simply put, I'm ready. We'll go ahead and send you guys an invite link to get you guys tapped in with us. Yeah, guys, try your best to choose kindness. Check out our Discord and uh, have a blessed day. Thank y'all for joining. Much appreciated as always and bless up.